My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. Awakenings. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Jeff. I'm Sean. I'm Chris. And welcome to episode nine. Today we are going to be talking about the sorceress, Paranel. But before we get to talking about the sorceress, we have a little bit of a news story. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the site Goodreads, but it's an online site where you can go and create book lists and rate books that you've read or books that you want to read or that you're currently reading. It's a good way to network. Everybody on the staff here at Flamel's Immortal Portal is on the site. I am. I like it. It's, it's good. I'm, I'm on it. Well, on the site, there is a group called the Young Adult Book Council, and I would recommend it for everybody that is listeners to the podcast because they recommend different young adult books that are good to read. On there right now, there is a poll for the official pick from 2008, and The Alchemist is one of the choices. So please go on to Goodreads and join the group and vote for The Alchemist. Vote for The Alchemist for the book in 2008, which was released in 2007. Oh, the paperback? Well, yeah, you got me there. I think, I think it was uh, official picks from 2000. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure what the whole poll is. I, I went and I voted, so... We encourage all our listeners to do the same, and if you sign up on Goodreads, you know, look for us on there and friend us. You can see what we're reading. And don't let New Moon win. Come on, guys. It's Breaking Dawn. Whatever. <laughs> They're supposed to be voting for The Alchemist. What other book yeah. do you be voting no. for? No, I said, I said don't let Breaking Dawn win or whatever <laughs> one it is. Yeah. Yes, we don't want to see the that. The one with the chess piece on it. Don't let that win. <laughs> We don't want to say that we don't like Twilight. I do. Matter of fact, <laughs> matter of fact there's only one of us on here. I, I, I He will rename, remain nameless. Who it's hasn't not read, Jeff. Who hasn't read Twilight. I have. I like the books, okay? I do like the books. So just go in and vote, guys, and let's get the Alchemist up there to win. And who knows? Maybe next year the Magician will be on there a year off. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we have someone to welcome back this month. We got Jeff back this month after bailing on us last month. Yeah, you know, I tried. Doesn't have I tried, straight. I tried to spin off and do my own thing, you know. But you need the band. I had to come back. No, I um, I had a little bit of a of a family thing issue to take care of. Everything's fine. So I'm back. Sorry, I missed you guys. Uh, last episode, but I know every single person who listens missed me. <laughs> that episode is going to go down as the greatest podcast in the history of no, podcasts. guys, please do not vote for that <laughs> as the best episode. <laughs> go to the Oracle. No, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm back, and apparently my random quote uh, held strong while I was gone, and somebody read it for me, and. Uh, Again, guys, Jay Myers knocked it out of the park. 
He's quick. He's fast. He's AJ. Five, 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 something on the form. So here's what we're going to do. I think that was a Nobody can beat Jay, apparently. You guys aren't even trying. I'm just playing. What's he like, four in a row now? Three in a row? Four in a row? I think he's, I think this would be three in a row. Uh, and he won, he was only one off of the month before he went to the three month stretch, so technically this would be his fourth time winning. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do this. We're gonna give you guys one more shot to be Jay, okay? We're gonna do a random quote for this, this month, and if Jay wins again, we will crown him some kind of random quote speediest we'll give him an oracle listener well i don't know if we'll go that far i mean those things are kind of expensive that's true <laughs> and rare um <laughs> we will uh we'll crown him fastest listener random quote person and uh we'll retire the game okay we'll try to come up with something a little more we'll eloquent. something that yeah yeah we'll work on we'll work on the title there jay we'll come up with something that you know, you guys may want to participate more in, and we hope you can beat Jay in. <laughs> Do you have any ideas for stuff you'd like to see as a game? Email us. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. open to suggestions. So if you want to send something in on a new game, you know, we'll uh, we're going to unveil this game uh, after we do the Oracle podcast, which is coming out in what September? Yes, mm-hmm. September next month. Yeah, so I don't know if we'll, we'll have the winner announced. On the Oracle show or not, uh, I don't think we will. We'll probably just do that all on the show after that. So you may not find out if Jay won or not for another month. Ooh, how about suspense. the suspense there? So I might um, get four answers. We, we want to uh, we want to talk about talk about the Oracles. Uh, we kind of we kind of are talking about it, but Should we never specifically. Um, I mean, we talked about it. You guys talked about it last last month, right? Yes, we did. Okay, we can talk about um, it again. So the polls are open. Yep. Voting is open. Uh, you know, you guys get to pick who wins, who gets the oracles. And as you can see from our uh, our oracle awards page about the uh, about the statuette, it's a very special prize. <laughs> and um, it's going to be a fun time. We've got a lot of surprises lined up for you guys. It's going to be a really really good show. And we hope you enjoy it. So jump on the portal. Right on the main page, there's a big link that says uh, Vote for the Oracles 2009, and uh, you can go in there and cast your votes. Let your let your voices be heard. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, hand it back over to Jamie. We got one email this past month. I'm not going to read through all of it because we kind of discussed some of it on the last podcast, this particular topic. But I wanted to give a shout out and say thank you to Tina or Fum95 for her email, and she did say that uh, she joined the forums because of the podcast. So Fantastic. thank you very much. Absolutely. We must be doing something, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was probably because of last month when Jeff wasn't on it. <sighs> <laughs> I, can, I, I can feel the love, okay? While we missed you, Jeff. Uh, I listened to the show last last month's show as soon as it came out. You know, you guys probably thought you were going to you know skate by with uh, with getting some words in on me, but I listened and I wasn't there to defend myself with, especially with my uh, with my predictions. So I, th- I think you guys owe me an apology. No. 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 <laughs> no. Okay. Good Welcome try, back, though. Jeff. You're right. Good try. Okay. It was a good show, guys. Really, you guys did a great job without me. 
So we hope you don't have to – I hope you don't have to do that again because I enjoy it. So Not that we didn't enjoy Roxy's company. Yes, Roxy. You can very, fill in any time someone needs her to. Um, yeah, uh, and and back – I hate going back to the Oracle Awards, but you know, we're going to have Roxy and um, other staff members that you guys have never heard from before uh, on there to present some, uh, some, some of the awards, some of the categories. So that'll be that'll be a good time. Uh, Tina, thank you for uh, for the email. Uh, we appreciate hearing from you. You know, keep sending emails. We're we're glad that you joined the forum and got involved because of the podcast. Yeah, we appreciate that. So uh, I, I heard we got a uh, a message this month. Someone called in. For, yes, for the, someone to, called to, in. To the answering machine. They did. How about that? And I would just like to say we've had a little bit of an issue with the link off and on. So if that is not working. Go ahead and get on Skype and just dial the username Awakenings Podcast, all one word, and that should get in, you here. In order for the link to work, you have to have Skype because it's a Skype-specific link. So if you want to leave us a message, first you have to download Skype, which is free, and then that link should work. If you have any problems, you can just email us, and we'll try to get to it. So let's so, Answering machine. Yes. It was from... Brittany, who is known as Spartacle on the forums. So here's her message. Very popular. Hey, Jamie, Sean, Chris, and Jeff. Uh, This is Brittany, but you guys know me on the forum as Spartacle. I'm here in the dairy state of Wisconsin. And speaking of dairy state, the farmers are, as we speak, out there uh, placing the manure. So it's, yeah, it's just great up here. Well, since I was bored (laughs) and I have nothing to do, I thought to myself, why not try calling the podcasters? So here I am. Uh, I'd just like to say a great job with the newest podcast. It was wonderful, as always. But I did miss Jeff's Jeff's southern accent. Well, that's like one of the highlights of the podcast for me right there. So I missed that. But here are some of my failed predictions from the Sorceress, so you guys can make fun of me. About the joining of the swords <laughs> on the cover, I thought that D would, in fact, have both Clarence and Excalibur by the end of the book. I just didn't think that they would actually be combined. Silly me. I epically failed when it came to the trident on the cover. I also thought that that would be for sure Poseidon, since you normally associate Poseidon with the trident, or, you know, at least Neptune. But, you know, again, what, what do I know about these things? Uh, quick question. Are you guys going to do another Machiavelli podcast with a discussion about his elder after we had all these hints in the sorcerers? Uh, I think we could get a really good discussion about that. Also, uh, happy birthday to everyone celebrating in September. It's going to be definitely a fun month, and I can't wait for that podcast. So, you guys keep podcasting. You do a great job. And maybe I can beat Machiavelli at 5th in Civilization Revolution for the DS. I'm working. It's just not happening, though. Well, bye, guys. (laughs) That was fantastic. Thank you, Brittany. She missed me, guys. How yeah, how much did you pay her to say that? <laughs> Brittany, checks in the mail, babe. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, that's an interesting question about the uh, Machiavelli podcast. We we had I mean, already covered him, but... That that first podcast we had with him wasn't really chock full of... I think we ended up talking more about D than Machiavelli. Yeah, so... And we have a lot of information on his elder. Um, I think I've pinpointed who it is. Uh, you know, we'll find out, but we may throw that in on a little uh, two-person podcast or something and do some more Machiavelli for you. Maybe we'll do the gruesome twosome, B and Machiavelli. 
Yeah, we do them again. Yeah, we could do that for maybe uh, October. Maybe, maybe it's possible. We'll, we'll see. We could do a yeah. we'll do a double shot. Great. Hey, we touch on them after Spartan. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the voicemail and you're posting on the on the forum too. You're very good research. Yep. Yep. And hey, call us anytime. Just don't compliment Jeff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just not gonna fly. If you compliment Jeff, I'm gonna stop playing you. <laughs> Not true. Flattery will get you everywhere, but not if you compliment Jeff. <laughs> Come on now, guys. Come on. You heard her. That's what you get my, for missing last month. My southern yeah. accent is, is the highlight of the show. I thought you weren't from the south. <laughs> my Massachusetts accent is way better. Massachusetts? Boston? It's Boston? wicked good. Massachusetts? It's wicked awesome. <laughs> well, it's awesome. <laughs> I was thinking of Witch of Endor because on the audiobook she's got this thick New York accent, oh, and uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> what you can't call your grandma? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's great. All right, moving on. So last month we uh, had the, the the usual poll and and question of the month. First, the the poll results, which was you know which combo would you like to see Perry fight against? All three at the same time was the overwhelming winner versus uh, between Dee Machiavelli and uh, Billy the Kid. So apparently she they want to see her take on all three of them. I think that would be rather interesting. She may be all-powerful, but I don't see her surviving that fight. I mean, Billy almost killed her with some flies. Yeah, I said actually uh, Billy and Machiavelli because I was kind of sad we didn't get to see that fight since she just outsmarted him. But, uh, <laughs> so I was hoping for that one. But I can yeah. see why you guys all said all three. That would be interesting. Well, you know, you, uh, I think I said Machiavelli and Billy too. You got you got to look at um, you got to look at her conversation with uh, Arapanop. I mean, you know, she said many of elders have uh, have made that same claim. Uh, you know that she's the prize, and you know they can they can take her out. And you know, she's talking with Arapanop, and she says uh, many of them have tried, and how many of them are left standing? And Arapanop smiles and says. Very few, and she agrees and says very few, and we're talking elders here. Yep. So, you know, she's a <laughs> she's a bad mama. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they better pack, they better pack a lunch. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all I gotta say. <laughs> pack, what does it even mean? <laughs> you gotta pack a lunch because it's gonna take all day. Yeah, but if she's so powerful, it's a not gonna be able to eat it. Maybe through a straw. <laughs> it's, it's a figure of speech on it. <laughs> When when something's going to take all day, you pack a lunch because you got to have you're going to have to break for lunch because you're going to be there all day. So that's another thing. Be like in the middle of fight, like, hey, Harry, hold on a sec. Okay, I gotta it's not meant to be taken literally. <laughs> that's why it's a figure of speech. Anyway, yes. QOM, what is Perry's best or most powerful skill? I don't think people uh, knew what to make of this question, but basically we were just asking for, you know, what you thought something Perry did from the book, whether it was a magical skill or ability or, you know, what have you, that you enjoyed or thought was her best. So our first response is from Alex from Westlake, Ohio. And they said her ability to make all enemies fear her, mortal, immortal, and elder alike. Which is kind of what Jeff was saying, that she uh, has 
not let many elders get away. Wow. Paying attention, Jamie. Good deal. I always pay attention. I thought you ignored me most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Brittany doesn't. (laughs) Brittany likes me. Uh, Our next uh, QOM is from um, Alicia. She's from the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, She says that Perry's most powerful skill is turning metal into liquid. She melted that car. Yep. She melted the car, yes. I don't know that it turned to liquid as far as it just caught on fire. I think the plastic and rubber was what actually melted. Could be wrong. <laughs> um, that's the only time I can think of anything liquid melt, anything metal li- turning into liquid. Anyone else? Yeah, that's what I was thinking she was referring to. But Okay. I don't know. Either way, I'm impressed by being able to do that to a big hunk of metal. So, you know, I'd say she's... That, that's pretty powerful. Agreed. Uh, sure. Our next one came from Connor Johnson from Kamloops, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, his response was scrying. Yeah. That seems to be pretty it, useful. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, <laughs> but it seems to be like, you know, a lot of people can do it. You know, I don't know if. Well, she can reverse scry. Sort of. Well, yeah, well cause because she, she saw Billy was... watching her and was able to break his. Oh. Right, yes. and and she actually acted through the scrying when uh, when they were in Hecate's Shadow Realm, and she took over Sophie's body. She was scrying at the time, so uh, yeah, good answer. The next one is from Spartacle, who hey, 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 is hey. <laughs> up in the Great Dairy State of Wisconsin. She said, um, "The manure." Her response was, "Yeah." <laughs> I'd say her ability to interact with ghosts, that's something you're born with, which makes it special to Perry, and it has its uses as we've seen. I like that answer. I, her ability to, to work with Juan from Alcatraz was pretty cool throughout, you know, all three books. So, and, and yes, very, very useful. So, pretty neat. Uh, next response is from Emily, uh, otherwise known as Warrior Skatok 17 on the forums, and she said she's from everywhere. I'm not sure everywhere. where exactly that is, but okay. <laughs> and she said her ability to think clearly and focus, and then getting allies like the old spider and the crow goddess. Nice job, Perry. But yeah, most of all, her reasonable way to think and act and staying calm. So, okay. uh, yeah. Our um, our next one is from uh, Joshua in Pasco, Washington, and he says that Perry's best skill is that she's cunning, and she is she's quite cunning. Yes, yeah, that, I think that's the one I I, I agree with. Where you know her her yeah. magical abilities aside, her innate ability to outsmart because she's powerful. She oh, yeah, she's most definitely powerful, but her cunning I think would get her out of more situations right. than because it's so she's gone through life not trying not to use her powers so you think that is uh is perry's most powerful skill i don't well not most powerful but i think it's her best asset yeah i, I would agree yeah you know i'm not sure what my pick is for that Cop out. um I, I didn't say that i wasn't going to answer <laughs> I picked one, but I'm not really sure at this point because she seems to be so well-rounded in everything. You know, Flamel says at some point that she was 
you know, only second great alchemist, to, you know, to him, and that's only because you know she barely studied it. So it may seem kind of weird, but you know, just her well-rounded skills at everything is her best asset. Which you know sounds funny and a cop out maybe, but <laughs> there's nothing that she's come up against or had to do that she hasn't been best at. Yeah. From what we've seen, so um, you know she's quite amazing. Yeah, I think it also helps that she has a vast amount of magical and other knowledge at her disposal. Like she right. can, you know, call on all of this different training that she's done in addition to her powerful aura and in her smarts and her cunning abilities, and combine it all together, and it makes her quite a force to be reckoned with. So yeah, you when you think of of someone who dabbles in everything you know you think of that of that jack of all trades master of none but she seems to be a master of everything she does she's just that good or if not a master pretty darn close (laughs) darn close and i have my suspicions highly we know she does not have the the uh the power over the wind because you know she specifically says um when she's wrapped in uh cocoon that she doesn't know enough about wind magic to mm-hmm. be able to summon the wind and control it, so that one's out. But uh, you know what, though, I have a question. You know what, I have an, an odd question about that. Yeah, and I'm probably remembering completely wrong, but that would have been something she would have learned from the witch, right? Not necessarily. I mean, we've only met the witch who has wind, who has the uh, the power of wind, of air. Yeah, so that doesn't mean the master of air. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you know she's the only one that can control air. So no, 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 I know that. But what I what I mean is that there were oh, you know what? I'm see now. I'm looking at my notes and I'm wondering. I'm mixing up whether these are my notes from from the book or my notes from what I found about the real Paranel. Because I have a note that says <laughs> I was going to say it probably wasn't much because <laughs> yeah, it's well, hard to find. There's not a much um, out there. <laughs> there is a note that either came from the book. or or the research about the real paranormal where it's that she apprenticed to the witch of Endor. I think that and was so in the she, book. It would seem odd to me that if she apprenticed to the witch that she would, wouldn't learn well, enough about Well, something tells me that wouldn't be about the real paranormal. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Who, who Probably else was, not, but, you know. Who else do we know that was a student of the witch? Jermaine. Jermaine. And does he demonstrate any wind abilities? So you know, but it's never, it's never, it's never asked of him either. Either, either way, I mean, she can obviously control the elements. She's just not a master of. Them. Well, what I'm wondering That's is, with the witch, there was that quote about her having, or that they took the twins to the witch to awaken them. So maybe Germaine or Paranel went to the witch for her, not for air, but for awakening. So. Ah, uh, see. Well, because it was Paranel that said that, I believe, that said go to the witch for training. She did. She sent them there. Yeah. yeah, she sent she sent them to the witch. So, and Flamel even says, you know, she had her reasons because Scatty even questions them going there, which I've always found odd until I read the Sorceress because Flamel and Scatty are both quite. You know, they have their reservations about even going to the witch. But when they get there, she's, like, welcoming and all about helping them out, whatever they need. And I was always like, that's weird that they had this whole conversation about 
not knowing if this was a good idea or that she would help them. And then when they get there, she's like, oh, yeah, it's your grandmother. You can't fax your grandmother. You know, so. <laughs> that was a nice voice. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that? That's exactly how it is in the audio. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, I always found it kind of weird until the sorceress and we find out that now Flamel thinks that the witch's memories are taking over Sophie's mind. And she will have uh, essentially become the witch of Endor if. Sophie's memories are lost. So that kind of came to light to me uh, w- w- regarding the witch. But you know, obviously we're we're not on the witch vendor. We're talking about Paranel, specifically her uses of elemental magic. I think from a very specific part in the sorceress that she is a quote unquote I don't know master or whatever of fire because when she gets to the twins. And she does something with her hand, and she touches them, and it's described as her her hands were hot, and this heat radiated up through the twins' body from their toes to their head and healed their bruises and injuries. And who did we see do that? Sophie, when she snapped her fingers and healed Josh's bruises. What would you consider consider Sophie? A master of fire. She just no, has that, the ability to exactly. Use that's fire. why I said quote unquote. So master. I wouldn't. I would. Yeah. That's why I said I wouldn't say master because Paranel so meant because she blew the scent. No. Well. Yeah. yeah and then I, I mean you know. could she use the ice. Yeah, that was gonna say that about the water. Sphinx. Yeah. So, so here, I mean, here's the thing. Well, having control of water wouldn't wouldn't make you be able to freeze it. Sophie froze the water by using the air magic to cool the air. So I don't know if having water magic would make you be able to freeze to change the temperature of the water. I don't know. Isn't, I'm, but just I'm, saying, just, I'm just saying the point that Paranel can use all yeah. four of the elements. I, I, I don't I, I don't know. Because <laughs> the, only, the only reservations I have with that, I know she made the uh, manure dung smell with her aura. From and and put yeah, yeah, for, yeah sparkle shipped it to her. Um, <laughs> she pushed it. However, she did it. She sent it with her imagination. Um, she sent the wafted the smell. I think she yeah, used the I'm existing gonna, gonna wind. But she specifically says, "I do not know enough about the magic or about the power of wind to be able to summon a wind to sweep the the bugs away." Except for she, the, the the line says the one line says then she imagined a wind pushing the scent north. Right. So so she is in some way using air and the wind well, to do this. Well, here's the whole thing too. You know, we think back of of, of a ghost wind that the ghost wind Hecate sent uh, to sweep the birds away off the off the bridge. Yeah. You know, and she's never been associated with any of the elemental magics but yet she did that yeah i don't think you have to be a master of the elemental magic to use it when i say master i just mean the knowledge of controlling see i think she probably i think she has a little bit of knowledge of all of them but the only thing that that is bothers me about that is the way that the twins are being taught the magics it's not really a process well, of giving you, but but it's not really a process of being given a little bit here and a little bit there, and it's not like you can teach it 
like that because like Jermaine just you know snaps his fingers and he gives he gives Sophie fire. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like with with, I think that's one way you can learn it. With, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think like, it's, it's like, like with being awakened. Awakening usually takes a it's a long process, but they need to do it now. Well, here's the thing that I'm not sure that I agree with that because like Sophie needs a trigger tattoo. If you have right to initiate it to start it, but it all the 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 base thing through all the books has been you know magic is from your imagination. It, you know that is what controls the magic. So technically, if she's been gifted the ability to use air, then her imagination would give her all she needs to know. See, I th- I, I think she's more self-taught than anything else. Who Perry? Yeah, but but can you yeah. do that? You know, can you can you gain over these things over time? I don't think well, Perry's self-taught. I mean, she's trained with like, there's yeah, references kind of, to her training with four or five different people. Right. Over the course of her life. So. What were you saying, Chris? But I think it's just no, another one. Actually, of- I was just going to name a couple of them because I found not that I'll pronounce them right, but I did find some of the other references. Was it Surfs and Medea? Mm-hmm. She referenced on her, mm-hmm. you know, and and those are those are some pretty big names to have studied under. Mm-hmm. Some pretty powerful people. I mean, again, I, I don't think I'm saying it right, but Cersei is the minor goddess of magic. Cersei. Cersei is that? C i r c e. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Cersei. Cersei. She's the one that so, turned the the Odyssey people into pigs, huh. and then they ate each other. I, I also believe she is skilled in, uh, I read she was skilled in necromancy and was a sorceress. And she mm-hmm. is related to Hecate. I believe she is her daughter. In what? Mythology? Fair enough. Is that who you're talking about? No, Cersei. Cersei. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> See, I, I think it all comes back to what you said before, Jeff, with the jack of all trades, master <clears throat> of none. Right. And yet she, is, she can use them all and she can utilize them all. Right. There's a big difference between using them and utilizing them. Sure. Well, and, and the thing about that is, you know, where obviously Sophie can control air so well because she has the witch's memories, and all she has to do is think of a time that the witch used that magic, and she can use it. So she's got the power of that then, right there. I mean, there's uh, with fire, it was kind of the same, a little different. Jermaine had to teach her some things. You know, he gifted it to her, and then he was teaching her things. He's like, you know, I'll teach you this, and I'll teach you this. They're not going to have any kind of training like that with Gilgamesh or with water because Gilgamesh basically just gifted them the ability to use it, um, not how. So, you know, what do they do with that? Is it kind of the same thing that you're saying, Sean, that they have the ability and don't really know how to control it, but that, like, they can do what, what I've kind of noticed. That, you know the whole intro to all the magics, air's the most powerful, water's the most powerful, fire's the most powerful magic? Sure. It seems more that they're telling them in order to use the, the magic, you have to understand the element. Right. So I think they're more giving them the understanding of the element. Okay. Only a master of it could give. So do you think Paranel has that understanding but isn't a master? I wouldn't con- – yeah, I, think, I don't think she's – because, you know, you consider – or that brings up another point. Is Jermaine the old master of fire? Well, now he's not because Sophie's <laughs> – well, but you no, mean ma- – okay, but, okay, I I, okay. but Sophie, I would 
Sophie, she's not a master of fire. She just no. can use fire. There's not just one person in the world that can use fire. Right. Wasn't and, there references, though, to, as Dee was talking about it, weren't they talking at some point about there being different options, different people who could teach the same element? Oh, there's, there's got to be. Right? Yeah. And so have we had an affirmative statement that if Nicholas and Perry were still together, Perry couldn't teach the twins anything? I don't think well, so. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's just they're not together, so maybe it's just not an option. I don't know that we know that that's, that's actually not an option, you know, otherwise. Right. Well, you know, we, we all – I assume we all suspect that Flamel has the same thing over uh, Earth magic. He has it, has a trigger for it, you know, knows how to use it, but we assume. <laughs> but, you know, may not be a master of it. Well, and who's to say Perry won't train the twins, maybe not necessarily in an elemental magic, but she's a sorceress. Maybe she'll train Sophie to be a sorceress and Josh to be a sorcerer. True. Because Nicholas did tell them that they were going to learn not only the elemental magics, but learn how to be in necromancers and sorcerers and warlocks and rattled off a whole different list of... Enchantress. Mm -hmm. As he looked over his shoulder and Scatty was standing behind him and smiled. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So okay, so she's got she's got some control over the elements. We don't know, yay nay, if she was gifted the abilities or or what, because it's just not there. The information for that's not there. In research wise, what what did you guys find out about the the historical Paranel Flamel? She was married to Nicholas. <laughs> That, that there's not much more than that. I, <laughs> she was French. I found I think I read somewhere that she was married previously and I think that was also mentioned in one of the books. Did she have a child from a previous I have, marriage? I have the quote. I have the quote here. She actually his, here, here's the thing. From what I found in my research about historical Paranel, this Perrier that is depicted in in Michael's books as being her nephew is actually in, in history is depicted as Nicholas's nephew and not hers, his favorite nephew to be exact. That's what he he left. They left their entire fortune and library minus the codex to um, to Perrier, and he basically disappeared. You will find next to nothing about him. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have a source that is not on the internet. <laughs> Sounds like he's picking grounds for uh, it's another immortal. Perfect for an author such as Michael to uh, to be able to mold the character as is with Perry because so little is known about her historically. There's a lot of playing room. But here's the thing. Um, the quote from the sorceress is right here. This is Machiavelli talking. It says – it was even suggested in the 14th century French in a 14th century French report that she had been a widow when she married Nicholas and when the alchemist had died he had left everything in his will to Perinelle's nephew a man called Perrier Machiavelli suspected though he had no evidence to back up his supposition that Perrier might be a child from her first marriage so Machiavelli even believes that that is Perry's son and not her nephew or Nicholas's nephew. But there are very few references to uh, Perrier 
So maybe we will be seeing him. Historically or book-wise. I think we'll definitely hear a lot more about him. Seeing him, I, I have no idea. <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfect opportunity, little historical fact, and a lot of potential. So I don't know. We'll see. The only other thing I saw mentioned historically about Pernell was that she was also noted as an alchemist, which we also kind of got from the books. So. Mm-hmm. I have I have some information from the next page. This is also Machiavelli talking about about Perinelle and how powerful she is. There's some interesting stuff in this. So uh, if you guys want to uh, want to sit back and let me uh, let me let me read this quote real quick. Uh, it's not yeah, it's kind of long, but <laughs> yay story time. <laughs> um, Machiavelli had spent. A fortune paying spies, librarians, historians, and researchers to look into the mysterious woman. But even they had found astonishing little on her. When he had found her face-to-face in Sicily in 1669, he discovered, discovered then that she had access to extraordinary, almost elemental powers. Drawing upon more than a century of learning, he had battled her using a combination of magical and alchemical spells from around the globe. She had countered them all with a bewildering display of sorcery. By the evening, he had been exhausted, his aura dangerously depleted, but Perinelle still looked fresh and composed. If Mount Etna had not erupted and ended the battle, he was convinced she would have destroyed him or caused his aura to spontaneously combust and consume his body. And a little bit more on that page, it says, He would think about the problem of the sorceress for the next few hours, but one thing was already crystal clear. Perinel frightened the Dark Elders. And people who usually frightened only... Oh, I'm sorry. People who were, were usually afraid only of those who could destroy them. One final thought hovered at the edge of his consciousness. Who or what was Paranel Flamel? Now, there's there's a lot of information in that, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially the almost elemental part because that is, like, hyphened in there. Not like it's uh, an afterthought Michael threw in there or just a side note thing, but – it's like extraordinary hyphen, almost elemental hyphen power. So she's she's quite powerful. Maybe she's the original twin. I was just going to say that. <laughs> who, who knows how long she lived before? Was she already immortal before? Who, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. She may have been immortal when she met Nicholas. Who, yeah. who knows? Uh, I don't know. It's possible. Well, from history, she's only supposed to be ten years older than him, but... Yes, this is true. So She might not have been named Paranel. And she obviously is not immortal now. Well, um, and Nicholas you know, she's, said... She's whether aging. He's, whether he's being truthful or not, or whether he knows the truth or not, Nicholas actually says on in, a, in one of the books that um, she's only ten years older. Yes. So... Yeah. Maybe he doesn't know. I mean, it very well could be that yeah. you know, Paranel could be not who she says she is. It's maybe, possible. Maybe she's an elder. <laughs> well, yeah, even in the, the quote Jeff just read, I mean, there are a number of places in the books where various people say no one knows the extent of her powers. Exactly, yeah. Maybe she's an Arshan. Archon. So. Archon. <laughs> yeah. 
Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> uh, there's a quote that says, uh, These elders had warned that the sorcerer was infinitely more dangerous than the alchemist. They had not indicated exactly how, but they had revealed that they were frightened of her. And why was that, he wondered. She was an immortal human. Powerful, yes. Dangerous, certainly. But why should she frighten the elders? You know, Perry frightens the elders, more specifically D's elders, and he's the most powerful elder. And yet, you know, he's afraid of an immortal humani. I'm wondering if it's because she's almost... And I, I guess this, I, this, this may not be the right word for it, but almost like invincible. Because like, I was looking into her being a seventh daughter of a seventh daughter to try and figure out from lore what that means. And the first thing that I kept seeing come up, even before the communicating with ghosts that she inherited from that, was a healing ability. The seventh daughters of seventh daughters or seventh sons of seventh sons are known to have healing ability. So maybe... Something with her aura or something to that effect, she can constantly heal herself. Because Machiavelli said in that quote that you read that she didn't even appear like she had been fighting, almost like she was just fresh. So maybe mm-hmm. she has an innate ability to just constantly heal herself. Yeah, she's uh, Wolverine. <laughs> no, you know, I just thought of something. Do you remember in the Sorceress where she's down um, at the docks? And she's looking down into the water, and the mer person, Nereids. yeah, the Nereid jumps up and 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 bites her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember why she was there at the water's edge? Wasn't was she, she like soaking up the sun? Yeah. Nope. Nope. She was there looking into the water to see if she could use an, a, a a trick that a a newit shaman. Had taught her to to make turn water into a muddy like consistency and essentially letting her walk on it. So is that water magic? I don't know. Yeah, that sounds more like alchemy almost. I was gonna say, yeah, it seems could be. It's possible. Or earth. (laughs) So you know, little little bits like that spread out throughout the uh, throughout the books. I don't even think we've scratched the surface of what she can do. Here's how powerful this woman is. Okay, here's a quote. It says, um, Paranel had swatted them out of the air with her leather cloak and then used her whip, which was woven from a handful of snakes she had pulled from the Medusa's hair. She's a vicious woman. Come on. We're talking Medusa with snake, you know, body and and snake hair, turn you to stone Gorgon. And Paranel whip, grabs her by the head, cat fight, I can see it, whip her, <laughs> pulls a big chunk of, chunk of snakes off the top of her head, and then weaves it into a whip and smacks her in the face with it. I mean, that's just how bad this woman is. Yeah, I, yeah like I, I said, I don't, Nicholas. I don't think we've scratched the surface on the t- kinds of things that we'll see from her. I mean, between her combination of her, you know, magical knowledge and her how smart she is and her cunning ability and her ability to put everything together. I think that just makes her completely dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I, I do like the, the theory of her being older than she says she is. It's, it's uh it's an interesting thought. It really is an interesting thought. Back to the seventh daughter, the seventh daughter uh, thing you were talking about, Jamie, mm-hmm. or seventh son, seventh son. Most commonly, you'll come across it's that it's the seventh son of a seventh son. At least I did. Yes, that's correct. But 
it is the sign of extraordinary power or the purest witch in you know if you you know venture into pagan circles the purest of pure witch is the seventh daughter of a seventh daughter so it's it's no coincidence let's just say that. yeah i think she How was you get that i mean really the 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 odds of getting that i mean obviously a long time you know people had a lot more kids you know than they do now but to have seven children them all be seven girls. of them being daughters they don't all have well cuz what no, if no, 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 it's it's not seven Lord. children it's yeah. seven daughter no i know but they could have eight or nine daughters yeah yes it's just yeah if you take the seventh daughter out of that and then that daughter has to have seven daughters and then that seventh daughter is is considered you know the most powerful of witches. So um, speaking of of you know stuff that we <laughs> just don't know about her, uh, what about her scent? I actually found a quote that might lend to a little bit of help with that. It is on page eighty of the U.S. version of the Sorceress. It, it, oh, I can't the same one. It yeah, says say. <laughs> her her normally her normally odorless white aura shimmered and took on the hint of putrefaction. And I'm wondering oh. if it's that she's odorless or is she able to mask her scent like she can mask her aura? I I would think that masking her scent, I don't know what that would do, except it would it would mask her people knowing who was doing what magic. Yeah. If the there's no thing. odor, like when we say, you know, you smell, you can smell uh, brimstone in the air. Obviously, somewhere in the area is Dr. John D. Um, you know, you smell mint in the air. You know, flamels. So, if she masked her odor and or and or made it odorless, you know, she could remain ambiguous. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she's gotten to the point where she doesn't have an odor. And Gilgamesh um, doesn't have an aura, so maybe she doesn't have an odor. Interesting comment. I won't go there with Gilgamesh because it's another another topic I don't want to waste. It's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> I've got a good one for that one. But, yeah. I just I thought the, the, very, <laughs> the particular clause in that sentence normally odorless yes. to mean exactly that. that it's, it's, normally, it's normally odorless. Think of it like this. What is the recurring uh, description of her aura? Ice white. Pure white. Yeah. Ice white. Ice, yeah. white. ice white aura. You ever ice smelled no. ice? You ever smelled ice? I mean, even if the water smells... <laughs> it depends on the uh, in, water. <laughs> in ice form, does it still smell? Like I, winter I fresh. <laughs> so... So that she smells like lead, snow. Yeah, that kind of lends credence to the whole. She doesn't have a. That she Maybe it's have part of having the pure snow. white aura. Yeah. Maybe it comes with the territory. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's part of the seventh daughter. Seventh daughter. I don't know. You you pick your scent though. I mean, let's. Maybe she let's obviously it... chose that. Yeah, but well, no. Maybe she can't. Because okay. I mean, if you could think choose it... no scent, why wouldn't everybody? Think of it like this. What if? You know, she covers herself in in aura collars to hide herself from ghosts. What if her natural aura is also an attraction to ghosts? So she essentially chose no aura smell so she can remain hidden from them. 
See, I don't know if you could choose no or no scent. I think I would choose no scent if I was constantly in hiding. You know, like why wouldn't Flamel go with no scent? I think that's all making my head spin. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like like why 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 give yourself up if you don't have to? Whereas if part of having an ice white aura is you have no odor. Or just that you have the ability to choose to have no odor. Who knows? Yeah, I go go with something along the lines of Gilgamesh has no aura for some particular reason, and I'm betting Harry has no scent for some methodical reason. Like, it's not that she's choosing not to or anything else, but she doesn't for for some reason we we just don't know yet. Like, either she gave it up or because of her being a seventh daughter of a seventh daughter or some other crazy reason. Or, or something, yeah. Seven squared. Seven, seven, seven of seven. I like that. Seven squared. Seven up. Seven up. Seven up, seven down. Seven to the power of seven. <laughs> Stop. No more math. Uh. No, I don't know. Maybe it's some spell she learned in cast years ago to not have it. And, you know, it's only through that particular because she is so powerful that she's the one able to do that and nobody else can. Well, maybe maybe early on in her training that she used her aura up to the point near point of of the human combustion and burnt it basically burnt the odor away. Yeah. And it's she doesn't have the ability to have an odor. But she she has to have some kind of ability because when she was doing that really powerful magic, she her or her scent kind of took on the scent of the magic she was doing at the right. time. Okay, well, let me ask you this: How does how does this uh, immortal stuff work? How does what? How does this immortal stuff work? Let's say. <laughs> well, That's a loaded yeah. question. Yeah, <laughs> I have a specific specific reason for it. Okay, everyone seems to be worried, especially you know Machiavelli just said it there with he was almost at the point of human combustion. D was nearly dead from it at the end of the sorceress. You know, his aura depleted to the point. Okay, these people are immortal. What does their aura making them combust do over the power of their elder? It's already been said that they're that they're immortal. They're not invulnerable. Yes, that's already said. I understand that. Everyone can be killed. I understand that. But can they stand there and have like the trading of the sword stabbing, like from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, you know, what what's the use of being immortal if you if everybody you know well, just that you live, mm-hmm. you don't die, you don't get sick, and you don't die, but everything you, else, you, everything you, else about you is is susceptible to death. I mean, that doesn't not. sound like a good deal to me. Well, there there's a quote though about when they're talking about Billy being immortal that he was chosen at such a young age and that was rare and i think it's because you have to have this knowledge and this ability with magic because they're not just going to make anybody an immortal if you can't survive so you have to have this these abilities and this power to sustain yourself which is why i think the dark elders don't just pick anybody to be immortal they pick people that are powerful and show potential but also and Carrie and Nick are choosing to be immortal. Yeah, no, they're the exception. Yeah, yes. I, I understand that. The, the elixir that they take is specifically for their bodies. Germaine chose to be immortal. But I mean, let's let's say let's say it like this. Let's say 
um, they made D uh, immortal, and they want him to, uh, to to carry out their plans. Are they going to risk that he can drive down the street and be in a, and killed in a car accident? And then all the time they they spent with him with his work and stuff is doing is uh, basically down the down the drain. Yep. Yep. That's the answer. Yep. <laughs> Well, it's been said that they're they're immortal, not invulnerable. But but I think that because if you couldn't I think be killed, a loaded statement. I think that's a loaded statement. I think there is specific ways to kill someone, not just you have to cut their normal, head off. Not just normal everything. <laughs> they're everyday. not vampires. So um, they're immortals. Way to miss the reference, Jamie. Yeah, it was a Highlander. So. So I was curious. I brought that up. Sorry. Just, just, I was just thinking about it. But it, it goes back to the whole Perry being invincible, possibly, or close to it, too, you know? So. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we we could probably talk for the next six hours on Perry and not get anywhere. This is true. So, yeah. I mean, we've uh, really only had one book worth of information on her, and there's nothing historically. I mean, everything, we're, everything we say is going to be pure speculation. And Absolutely. Well, it's not all. I mean, we know we, we know she has a lot of knowledge, and we know she's studied a lot, and she's very smart. And she outsmarted two very, very powerful immortals just at the drop of the hat. So, you know, just stole the boat right out from under him. And she has killed elders. Yes. Mm-hmm. She has killed elders. And we know that immortals can kill elders. Obviously, Dee did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know how much that's saying, but... She has done it, and interestingly enough, obviously the Dark Elders are after her and everything. But you know, <laughs> it's not like everyone's all the Elders are coming out of the woodworks to uh, to go and attack her either. They're mm-hmm. all they're all quite scared of uh, of Miss Perinel. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, I think that that's a good covers. ending statement. <laughs> Thank you. That uh, covers Perinel. Do we want to move on to the posts of the month? Let's do it. Sure roll. So, uh, who's going first? Uh, what's on second? <laughs> I don't know who's on third. Oh, I thought you said who's on first. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, Sean, why don't you go first? Because, uh, you know, we can okay. use a good laugh right now after the serious uh, conversation alrighty. of Paranel. I've got the, uh, the, the funny post, and it's going to make it look like I'm, I'm, I'm sucking up again, but I assure you I'm not. You will all agree. This was probably the funniest post posted on the forum to date. It was about a week ago. It was July 29th. It was posted by Michael Scott himself. It was in the <laughs> Necromancer thread. And I'm sure just giving that intro, you probably all know what's coming. Oh, it's great. I love it. It seems like every other page, even every page, every you know 15 posts or so, someone says, hey, I wonder if it's the Witch of Endor. Hey, I wonder if it's Paranel. Hey, I wonder if it's... The Morgan. And back at the very beginning, on the very first page, we think we were told... Ismail. Well, look like Michael finally had gotten enough. Um, and here's his post. Before posting, read the older posts. Often, some really great and considered discussions are missed because people jump in in the middle of a thread. This is a great example. I have said that the necromancer is male. 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 Can I say that again? Male. By the end of the third book, the ending of the first trilogy, we have encountered the character who will feature as the necromancer. And he, note the use of the word, he is male. <laughs> Michael. P.S. Necromancer is male. <laughs> it was awesome. So I've got a feeling that the Necromancer might just be the Witch of Endor, guys. <laughs> and here's why. Okay? Uh-huh. We don't know if the Necromancer is a male or not. This is true. I don't think Michael has ever said, 
ever. So it'd be it, and you know who knows? It might be someone we haven't even met or heard from yet. Yeah, you know what? I think it's Aunt Agnes. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's a good fight too. Could be <laughs> Maybe she necromanced herself because she's so old. That wasn't very well researched. Rah, rah, rah. Segway for Chris. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Honestly, that's the sound effect we need to isolate and use over and over and over. Again, by the way, I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> Um, okay, so I actually picked one, and I didn't. I wasn't. What's your category? What's your category? Well researched. Sorry. Okay. Um, I hadn't looked at our little outline of what we were going to be discussing before I picked this, and turns out this person is the the one we mentioned sending us the email. So this is from July 18th from. Thumb95, which is Tina. Uh, it's in the I Finished the Sorceress thread. And, oh, God. You know, and I should have realized, I picked one with a really big word that I have no idea how to pronounce. I looked up the Pleistocene era. Pleistocene? Uh, whatever. <laughs> the one with the dinosaurs. The one? Yeah. And this is what I've found so far. One, this may not be relevant, but I thought I'd put it in anyway. Human Homo sapiens evolved and expanded, so by the time this period ended, humans were around the world. Two, this era is not only ice ages, though they did have them. There was a very large variety of climates and temperatures. Sometimes there were periods of warmer weather in between, where native horses and camels scalped around the plains of North America. The page also says birds thrived in this time, along with flowering plants, insects, mammals. Some of these, like the insects or flowering plants, may not be able to thrive in the ice age. Conclusion, first of all, camels don't live in areas of ice, at least not the camels of our day. And the page says living things in the time are rather similar to those in our time. So North America must have some deserts back then. Humans could be around, too. And she gave us the source, being a nice educational web page from Berkeley. And so that's great. There were a bunch of very well-researched posts, but not having a source cited on, on, on the ones where folks give us that research make it a little bit hard because I don't really know if it was if they're true or not. So, But good job on that one. Well, I had the, uh, I had the random, random post, and uh, I picked Silver Touch. I don't know if I picked him last time as well. I can't remember. But It's been so long. It has been. His post was in the Necromancer uh, topic as well as Sean's was. Uh, it's a little before Sean's happens. But uh, he says, yes, I pick Shakespeare. In Sorceress, when he does all that bubble-bubble magic-y business, it convinced <laughs> me. And really, it has to be him since he's the only immortal human while Palamedes is an elder. Hmm. Unless... OMG, Billy the Kid, nah. But watch it be him and me be all mad because I was wrong when I thought it was Shakespeare. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty random. <laughs> and on the very next page, I believe a few people were like, wait, did I miss something? And that, even yeah, Michael that, responded that he even, he didn't know Palomides was an elder. Yeah, Palomides doesn't even know. He, so, yeah, he must have uh, he must have forgot that – Michael must have forgot he wrote that in there. It must have been a little side note. I saw uh, it in there. It was, you know, page like yeah. 294 or something. Another random random part of uh, Silver Touch's post is, what color is cat's eye green? Aren't cat's eyes like 
prominently yellow. <laughs> I mean, when I think of cat's eye, I wouldn't think of green, but that's just me. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, like isn't it like a marble? I don't know. Cats have lots of color. Yeah, they do, but just you know, prominently when you think of a of cat's eye, I, I think of yellow. Hmm. All, All right, Jimmy. 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 I have a most interesting theory, and this month there was actually quite a few interesting theories, as opposed to last month where I had trouble deciding, and I had trouble deciding this time for the exact opposite reason. There were too many good theories, or what I thought were interesting. Uh, and this one goes to a post by Indigo Spirit, and they said, Skatok also studied under Hecate for a brief time. Apparently that did not go so well. I wonder if Hecate left Scatty in the underworld because she failed Hecate as a student somehow. So we know Scatty spent some time in the underworld, so maybe Hecate is the one that sent her there. Well, we know Hecate is, don't we? She says she tried to kill her in uh, The Alchemist. And she, she says she tried she to kill her, but I don't know if she... No, she says she trapped me in a, in a shadow realm. Huh. For 2,000 years or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how long it was, but... Millennia. It was a millennia. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, heck, Dave was definitely one to put her there. Well, maybe it's because Scatty was a bad student. So. I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, Scatty tried to kill her. Okay, what about this connection? Uh, where's Scatty from? No, Ireland. We don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, in that area. Scotland, uh, yeah, Scotland. So, what about the descriptions of the uh, the old little Torque Madres or Torque Altas? I mean, that are uh, that are there with Hecate. I mean, they are also vampire sort of. Well, the Were Clans. The yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The the, the Were are described basically as as what you would think of a of a Scottish or Irish person to be. So, I don't know if there's a connection there. I just thought it interesting. All right. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> Jeff, do you want to do your random so quote? Jeff, sure. Uh, it's time for my last. Well, maybe last. You guys could change my mind if uh, someone gets in bet- before uh, Jay Myers if he's uh, you know taking a nap or something when the podcast is released. Maybe we'll switch the time up so uh, <laughs> so he won't sneaky, get it. Sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> nah, we're not. Uh, we're not going to conspire against you there. <laughs> Look it up when it goes up. Yeah. So, um, how about this as a quote for you guys, okay? It is, would you both have been able to disappear completely? That is it. So, uh, there, you, there it is, guys. See if you can find it, what book it's in, uh, what chapter it's in, who said it. Send it in, email to awakenings at fulmels-immortal-portal.com. Beat Mr. Myers, and we may have another month of this uh, of this game if no one beats Mr. Myers. And Jay, you come on in with it, buddy. All the more power to you. We'll uh, we'll have some kind of a of a title associated to you, and uh, we'll retire retire the game. So right. um, obviously, Jamie has something to say. I do have something to say before we close out this show. Um, oh, it's a very special thing to say, isn't it? It is a special thing to say. Uh, this podcast will be airing through the middle of September, right before the Awakenings Awards show will debut. The Oracle Awards. Yes. Uh, the Notice the spelling. Notice the spelling, people. But uh, right before that 
episode goes live, one of our portal casters will be celebrating a birthday. Yay! Happy birthday! Who is it? It is Chris. 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 I don't know if I want to admit this birthday, though. You don't have to. You don't have to admit it. 45. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, that's cold. Okay, sorry. That's sorry. cold. Oh, man. That was a gross overestimation. No, I said 25. I said 25. Because uh, it sounded like 45. Yeah, I thought he said 45. Ah, right? <laughs> uh, the truth comes out. And now I have to say, no, I'm only going to be 35. <laughs> I, I was close. You know, give or take 10 years. <laughs> Only off by like thirty <laughs> percent. Yeah, no. So happy birthday, Chris. Yes. Send Chris birthday wishes. Hers is on the seventh of September. So. So, uh, guys, that's all we have. Uh, our next episode, obviously, as Jamie just mentioned, will be the Oracle Award Show, which I'm telling you guys, it's going to be fun. You need to tune in for it. Tell your friends about it. Everyone. Uh, Post on your blogs. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a good time. We have some special uh, some special things lined up. Um, obviously, special guests are coming on the show. So, and speaking of which, if you would like to wish Michael Scott or um, Zephyr Jules off the forum um, a happy birthday that to get played on that episode, uh, call into the uh, to the Awakenings answering machine. On Skype and uh, and leave your message and we may use it. So if, you, um, if we get a bunch of people that actually sing Happy Birthday, we can yeah. try to edit them together and play over one another. Sure. So it sounds like a big old chorus of a Happy Birthday. That would be awesome. Now you you're trying my editing skills. <laughs> Jump right in and do it. You know, we may give you give one person a chorus part, other person a chorus, and whatever. <laughs> but um, so it's gonna be a big deal. Uh, we're really excited about it. We hope you guys are too. Please remember to vote for us on Podcast Alley. Uh, we need to try to – we want to try to climb up that, uh, that ranking list there. Every month, jump over Podcast Alley. The link is on the on the podcast page. And um, again, if we're not the number one Secrets of the Immortal Nicholas Flamel podcast next month, we quit. We're, we're going to quit. You won't, you won't hear from us anymore. And you'll never find out who won the oracles. <laughs> there you go. We're going to hold that over your head until you vote for us on Podcast Alley. No, but we appreciate it. We really do. You know, you guys are, are, are great listeners. Every every time we get an email or, you know, a QAM response, we you know, they're not they're always well thought out and uh so, you know, we know you guys care about about this show as much as we do. And that's all we have for this episode. Until the next leg eight opens. This is Jamie. Jeff. Sean. And Chris. Signing off. Flamel's Immortal Portal are members it, of the site. Okay. It's okay. You have to stop because Chris is no longer with us. Good, because I'm, like, choking over myself. She's typing. Well, i got to call her back. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> it's okay. I was, like, fumbling on, like, a idiot. Was it Mooch? I'm just curious. <laughs> it was the Mooch. <laughs> oh. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> it's okay. You saved me from some serious, she, she bad babbling. <laughs>
I love how the sound effects when you open and close Skype sounds like it's straight out of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So I recommend... Mooch is on it, too. Uh Uh-uh, that's not me. That's Sophie. Ah, Sophie's on it, too. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm on it. (laughs) This is going to be a long night. Yes. Yeah, you complete, yeah, Jeff. We, we completely stepped over Sean wanting to do the welcome back thing. So let's, I don't really, I don't really want to welcome you back anyway. I was just you, you mentioned it. Good radio. You mentioned it, big guy. I thought it'd be good radio, but apparently it, it, we stepped on you. I know we stepped on you. So you want to go? go let's go. <laughs> so let's go right now. Okay. <laughs> you want a piece of me? Minivan. Seen all blurt. No. Alright. He drives the same way into the back of a minivan. He's standing up all all groggy and he goes, <laughs> Minivan! And falls over. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> now he doesn't want to welcome you back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think I've got more blooper here than I have podcasts. Alright. I think it was Chris. Chris? Uh, no, wasn't it Roxy? I, I, I did the research post again. The random quote winner who read the random quote. Come on, guys. <sighs> Man, I, I think just dropped the quote. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> I was on a rant, too. Daggone it. I dropped, though. Jamie? Are you asking me what I think Perry's no. best skill is? <laughs> I was going to have to go on to the discussion. Do, do we want to do our... Oh, yeah. we, we do have it on there. Okay. I, I agreed with what? Sorry, back up. My cat just muted my microphone. <laughs> well, I can he hear jumped, you talking. Yeah. <laughs> he climbed up on the table and laid on the mouse. That's nice. funny. What were we saying? Doing something nearby. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> All right. um, you hear barks in the air. And you know there's a dog somewhere. All right. I got to go hang a door. Rah, rah, rah.